1: From KQED. From KQED Public Radio, I'm Michael Krasny. Facing a massive backlog of 600,000 cases, California's Employment Development Department says it will not accept new unemployment claims until October 5th as it works to restructure its website to process claims more efficiently. The temporary pause comes after a a state government report called on EDD to address a number of problems with its claims processing. And we'll discuss the report and how EDD plans to tackle these issues. And we'll speak to San Francisco-based artist George McCalman about his new work, Tell Me Three Things I Can Do, slash Return to Sender. It's a visual portrayal of some of the vacuous, insulting messages McCalman received from white acquaintances following the murder of George Floyd. That's all next, after this news. Welcome to this morning's forum. I'm Michael Krasny. California's Employment Development Department announced over the weekend that it would not accept any new claims until October 5th. According to a state government report issued on Saturday, 600,000 workers who filed for unemployment insurance had been waiting three weeks to get their initial claims processed. Critics contend that the EDD has insufficient fraud detection and relies on technology, which Governor Gavin Newsom concedes needs to be strewn into the waste bin of history. We'll discuss the report and how EDD plans to address these issues. Joining us is Kathleen Pender, business columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. and Welcome to the program. Good morning to you. Good morning. I also want to say good morning to George Warner, who joins us for this segment, staff attorney at Legal Aid at Work. Welcome, George Warner.
2: Thanks. Good morning.
1: Good morning to you. And during uh, this segment, we'll also be talking with Assemblymember David Chu, who represents the 17th Assembly District, which encompasses Eastern San Francisco. And Kathleen Pender, let me begin with you. And let's say what's obvious now, this uh, EDD uh, system has been overwhelmed by the coronavirus uh, outbreak. It's also been overwhelmed by bad technology and by claims. Um, we're talking about 1.6 million people who have pending claims that require eligibility verification. And that's not even expected to work through until late January. So now we have a two-week pause on top of it all. What does that mean?
3: Well, that means that between now and October 5th, anyone applying for unemployment for the first time won't be able to. They can go to a EDD website and enter their phone and email, and EDD will get in contact with them when it resumes opening claims on October 5th. And the reason for this pause, or what they call a reset, is to implement a new identity verification system from a company called ID.me. And this is supposed to cut down on the number of new claims that require EDD to manually identify someone's, uh, that they're really a person and not a fraudster. when it reopens, there will be a new system in place where you most people will use a smartphone to take a selfie and upload their selfie and upload a picture of their driver's license, passport, or other government ID. And they're claiming all- that this will reduce the number of claims that have to get manually verified from about 60%, or rather it'll increase automatic, automated verification from 60% today to 91%, and supposedly that will free up a lot of EDD staff to reduce this $1.6 million backlog of claims that they're facing.
1: Yeah, we've got a surge of uh, suspected as fraud type of claims. About 40% of new claims are being routed to processing because they require verification. That slows down the payments, and the problem is that many of those who are working with them are also working with many of the new people who've been hired temporarily. They've been actually EDD hired thousands of temporary workers and uh, senior employees are spending much of their time training them.
3: Well, the problem with the fraud too is that these 40% of claims that are getting routed for manual um, verification, the vast, vast majority of them are from legitimate people who got laid off or uh, lost their business and are trying to get unemployment, that the filters they have to catch fraud are not catching the real criminals. And one I- thing with the strike team report is is they didn't real really deal with the real criminals out there and how to stop that.
1: Yeah, I want to talk more about what the strike team is after here, but let me bring George Warner into this because, uh, George Warner, I think you see a lot of these... Uh, Claims that are being seen as uh, needing processing and being looked at as possibly fraud claims is uh, well kind of trigger happiness on the part of EDD.
2: Yeah, if if there's fraud out there, um, the claims that are being flagged as fraudulent are not the fraud, are not those claims. So, so the, we, we see people who you know put a middle initial in instead of a middle name, or you know may have two last names, and sometimes. Put a hyphen, or sometimes just use one last name. Um, we, we see those people getting flagged for, for, for fraudulent claims, and they're not—they're not fraudulent claims. They just—it's um, just a small—a small typo or a small discrepancy um, in in how they filled out a form, um, and it's it's slowing down the processing of benefits for a lot of people. But, but I do, I, I know there have been some reports, there, there have been some reports of fraud and there certainly is fraud out there, but one of the issues is that um, we don't even, we, we don't have any evidence that there's, there's massive fraud happening. We have, or, or we don't have significant evidence that there's massive fraud happening. We are having, we do have significant evidence that a lot of people who are submitting um, legitimate claims are being gummed up in the system uh, because of because of the fraud filters in place. So what Kathleen said was exactly right, that that the what what the EDD is using right now to, to detect and prevent fraud isn't isn't stopping fraud and isn't helping people get benefits in a timely fashion.
1: Well, there certainly are a lot of legitimate claims that are being seen as fraudulent for the kind of uh, reasons that you mentioned. Part of this is a problem with the computer system, the antiquated computer system. But on the other hand, there were, for example, Social Security numbers that were stolen in uh, a data breach at major, there have been a number of them at major corporations. But I was thinking about massive fraud, which you would uh, use the phrase of, 44 arrested in Beverly Hills. Uh, you may be aware of that uh, for essentially obtaining 129 EDD debit cards worth potentially $2.5 million in benefits. So the identification verification process uh, may be really gummed up and may be throwing out a lot of legitimate claims, but there is fraud out there. There is massive fraud out there.
3: There was a statement in the report that said, quote, California may in fact be the victim of significant organized fraud. There was a really big spike in um, claims for pandemic unemployment insurance. That's the one that goes to self-employed people there was a real big spike at the end of August, early September, and it's suspected that that was um, at least partly fraudulent. But the point that George and the report was making was that these these people are not um, making the kind of mistakes on applications that get caught by these filters. They're using maybe more sophisticated techniques. We don't really know what they're doing because the report didn't get into that in detail.
1: Well, there was warnings of identity theft, uh, well, back in 2019, and certainly there have been computer problems over a decade. We keep going back to the same IT firm despite the delays and the cost overruns, don't we, Kathleen? As we're seeing Uh, until now.
3: Well, there... I guess there has been fraud. We just don't know exactly where it's coming from, um, who's doing it, and how to prevent it. Uh, the, the, the gist of this report was how to deal with the 1.6 million people who are either awaiting their first payment or who had payments, but they stopped for whatever reason, and now they need manual intervention to get them going again.
1: But there will be an identity verification tool expected to be in place by October 5th
3: right and and we'll see how that works Uh, i think four other states are already using that id.me verification tool um and the va also uses it so so hopefully that will free up uh edd staff to deal with the backlog
1: and uh george warner there's also been concern and i think um you share some of this concern that uh, the payments simply aren't enough they're meager they're not going to really help support people in times of need.
2: Yeah, that's that's completely right. So, you know, even if even if the EDD was a well oiled machine and it's not <laughs> that we would still have a massive problem with employment insurance in California because the payments that people receive are just not enough to live on. The system provides you 50 percent of your prior wages um, up up to four hundred and fifty dollars a week. Um, and even, you know, even people who are getting the four hundred and fifty dollars a week um, are getting are getting less than uh, less than the po- poverty poverty earnings per a family of four in California. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just the 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 earnings haven't the, the amount that that EV pays out hasn't been updated in over ten years, and um, it's not enough to live on, <laughs> and the. The state should seriously be considering how to um, improve benefits so that they actually insure people from job loss, um, which is the you know the purpose of unemployment insurance is to protect protect workers when they lose a job.
1: Yeah, where are these government safety nets we keep hearing about? Where people who are in desperate straits and have to wait now and a uh, couple weeks pause. Uh, Let me open the phone lines and invite those of you who are listening to join us. uh, If you have some thoughts about what we're talking about, if you'd like to be part of this conversation or if you simply have something you'd like to say or ask, you can give us a call now at our toll free number. And I invite you to do that. It's 866-733-6786. You can join the program live at 866-733-6786. Or you can get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email. Any questions or comments you might have to forum at kqed.org. Kathleen Pender with us, business columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, and George Warner, staff attorney at Legal Aid at Work. And uh, Kathleen Pender, where does accountability begin in this, in terms of state government?
3: Well, I think you would have to start with the leadership of EDD, Sharon Hilliard, she's been there, I don't know, 40 years or something, not, not as the head the whole time. Also, the Labor Secretary that oversees um, the Employment Development Department, the report didn't really um, identify who is responsible, but I think those are the people you'd have to look at if you want to just see where the buck stops.
1: Well, I think a lot of people don't know, really know where the bus stops. The Sorry, the ahead, church has
3: been very upset because many people who are unemployed and can't get through to EDD. I, I'll just throw in a, a factoid from the report. It said that the chances of reaching EDD's uh, weekday morning call center, and that's the one staffed by people who can actually help you with your claim, is about one in 1,000. And this will be not news to anyone who's tried to reach that phone number. And a lot of people who can't reach that number contact their state assembly person or senator, and their offices have been flooded with constituent calls. And they've been calling for kind of the same, they've been stymied too and unable to get help for their constituents. They are also calling for an audit of the EDD Although what shape that audit takes, we'll see after this report came out.
1: Yeah, Kathleen, excuse me, we're coming up on a break. We're going to cut away for 60 seconds. We want to hear from people who have maybe tried to call the EDD and haven't gotten through. There are many of you out there. Join us at 866-733-6786. This is Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. We're talking about payments from the EDD, which are going to be delayed for a couple weeks. And uh, there are many people who are being investigated for fraud who are legitimate claimants. uh, But there are all kinds of changes that are being made and talking about what some of those changes involve. uh, Call center and reconfiguring the call center is one of them we talked about before we went to the break. Uh, They're talking about some serious reforms with the call centers, which were operating only from 8 to noon and have been terribly understaffed many, many people couldn't even get through. There's a second phone line that's being installed that operates 12 hours a day, but with complaints that those answering the calls are not trained to address claims that have been actually stalled. Uh, And there's a plan to merge the two call centers in mid-October. So there are things that are in the works here and plans that are in the works, but in the meantime, as I said, many people in desperate, desperate straits and Uh, Not necessarily the safety net. So I want to bring Assemblymember David Chu into this discussion. He represents the 17th Assembly District, which encompasses eastern San Francisco. Assemblyman Chu, welcome to the program.
4: Good morning. Thanks for having me back.
1: Glad to have you back. And uh, let's just begin by talking about uh, the size and scope of the backlog. It's shocking.
4: It is shockingly large. It's much larger than even, you know, many of us as legislators who have been uh, hearing from a myriad, all of our constituents, it's larger than what we expected. Um, You know, for months, EDD, Told us that the backlog was not that large. They kept lowballing the answer. Uh, but from this report, um, we learned EDD actually never even had a way to track or scope the size of the backlog. In early August, we were told that there was a 1.1 million uh, person backlog that would be cleared by the end of this month. And this report that just came out Saturday night says that it's a 1.6 million person backlog that won't be cleared until the end of January of next year. And that's just unacceptable. It's, it's going to be too little too late for so many desperate Californians who are, have been awaiting benefits since the beginning of this pandemic.
1: You got 10,000 unresolved claims each day. That's the figures yeah. I've seen.
4: Yeah. It's it's remarkable, and and, and listen, I want to I want to give the strike team real credit for taking on the task of analyzing how to turn around an agency that has been broken for for years. The report they put out confirms what many of us in the legislature has been saying for months. It documents in excruciating detail how EDD has continued to fail Californians in every possible way and how broken this agency is. And it has over a hundred recommendations that I think are solid and that we needed to implement yesterday, if not 10 years ago during the Great Recession.
1: I'm looking at a July report here, Assemblyman, from the ADD. 87.8% of claimants uh, in March, uh, when, when we went into stay-at-home orders uh, put in place, saw initial payments within 14 days, and that dropped. To 51.9% uh, more presently. And you have thousands of people who complain about computer glitches, about uh, phones that are simply inaccessible to them and trying to call and confusing rules, too. And that's a big part of the problem. They just don't know necessarily how to follow the rules because the rules confuse them.
4: Absolutely. In fact, there's an 800-page manual that a new EDD staffer has to review to figure this out. It is very confusing, but what's at stake is uh, so many of our constituents who have gone into extreme debt uh, have depleted their life savings, are struggling to put food on the table or pay the rent. Um, Every day, my office, my staff is effectively operating a crisis hotline. We are the last resort after constituents try to call EDD dozens, if not hundreds of times, as uh, uh, As Kathleen Pender just said, you, know, you have a one in 1,000 chance of getting through that hotline, but when you do and you actually reach a live person, most of the time that EDD staffer can't even answer your question. So the backlog gets larger, growing by 10,000 a day, 1.6 million today, it is absolutely unacceptable.
1: And let's also add to this the fact that the 300-a-week supplement from the federal government expired after five weeks. The six-week is still in a stall and limbo. Uh, And can the state legislature do anything about this?
4: Well, um, on I mean, we have been doing everything we possibly can from the outside. So for months, uh, we've held private meetings, we've sent letters, emails, public hearings, but frankly, very little response from EDD leadership. Um, In the budget process, we gave EDD all the resources that they asked for. They have the ability to staff up to over 5,000 new employees. But as we learned from the report, that's not happening. Uh, We passed a law this past month requiring EDD to report on the backlog of the metrics. So we really know what these numbers are. Um, And this fall, we're going to be conducting an audit. But Um, ultimately, uh, this has to be managed. This is an agency that has been broken for years. And in fact, this agency failed in exactly the same way 10 years ago during the Great Recession. They were supposed to upgrade their technology over the past 10 years. They were supposed to streamline and improve their staffing. It never happened. We're experiencing Groundhog Day today.
1: Didn't the state legislature actually approve an emergency audit of EDD? What came of that?
4: We actually just did uh, just a few weeks ago. And uh, uh, I know that uh, that our staff and the auditors are looking at this report and trying to figure out how to build on the work of this report, which uh, which did a good job of laying out and diagnosing everything that has been broken in this agency.
1: And uh, of Chu, here's a question from a listener named Doug. Uh, I want to get your response to Doug. Writes, why didn't Newsom fire the heads of the EDD and its IT department soon after this debacle started? They had three decades to modernize their computer system and never did.
4: So EDD, literally, you know, as I said over a decade ago, was supposed to upgrade its system. Um, they spent through one major contractor, uh, the company Deloitte, over a quarter billion dollars on efforts that that obviously never bore any fruit. Uh, a few years ago, they started what was supposed to be an 11-year modernization project, which anyone knows is just ludicrous because within 11 years, technology continues to change. Uh, they're only three years in there, and they haven't even figured out how to spec that project. So the administration has decided to pause that project, Um, but it absolutely needs to happen. Uh, But but longer term to your question, um, you know, I will say the Newsom administration did inherit a mess uh, and they're dealing with an awful lot of things right now, but ultimately it is on the watch of the administration to fix it. Uh, And from my perspective, I think if these recommendations in this report are not implemented, um, we're going to have to have some very tough questions about who should be held accountable for what has not happened.
1: Again, Assemblyman, uh, Dave, Assemblymember David Chu is with us. He represents the 17th Assembly District. We also have George Warner on from Legal Aid at Work and Kathleen Pender from The Chronicle, who is their business columnist. And let's get a caller on here. Carrie, join us. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Okay, thank
5: you. Uh, well, I just walked in and after my walk and was listening to Kay and uh, as always, and heard your story and just wanted to chime in and say I found out last week Um, When I got an email from Bank of America EDD card telling me that my address had been changed for a replacement card, that someone just stole $24,600 in my name through the EDD. And it took me uh, three separate calls of three hours each to Bank of America EDD um, debit card department to get it fixed. They changed my security question of where I was born. They rerouted my email address. So when I tried to apply for a password reset, it went to this other person. Um, they changed the um, the address of, you know, the replacement card. The so replacement card went to this other address, which I have, I might add. Um, and so I've reported to the FTC, and today I have to call the EDD. Otherwise, I am liable for the money.
1: So, uh, Carrie, I'm sorry <laughs> you had to go through all this. Uh, and unfortunately, it's a story we hear too often. In fact, I'm wondering, Kathleen Pender, if... With the economics uh, being so, well, definitely challenging, to put it mildly, and so many people out of work and barely able to put food on the table, if at all, um, if we're seeing maybe more of these kinds of problems with fraud, more scamming, more attempts to try to get money illegally.
3: Yes, I just heard from a reader who had an experience somewhat similar to the caller where she had gotten unemployment benefits in her name for several months and she had stopped benefits. And then lo and behold, she started getting uh, communications from EDD uh, in the name of another person entirely. And I think this is going on a lot. It's happening a lot, I think with the pandemic unemployment assistance claims because those are from self-employed folks and EDD doesn't have payroll records on them like it has for employees. So that's a target really ripe for scammers, and from April through July, uh, the minimum payment you could get from PUA was the $167 per week minimum, plus the $600 a week from the federal government, and that was a large and enticing target for scammers.
1: And here's a comment, sobering one from Penny, who says, listening to these allegations of fraud in the unemployment claim system doesn't give me confidence in mail-in ballots for the upcoming election. And Thomas writes, people can't get through on the phone to get help because somebody shrunk the government. His understaffed government can't do its job and is dysfunctional. What about uh, Assemblyman Chu? What about all these recommendations that have been put forward? There are about a hundred of them uh, in this task force. Uh, Are they likely to be Actually, presumably they're gonna make some dramatic differences. We can at least hope that that's the case, but uh, what about implementation and timeline?
4: Well, um, given EDD's track record, I'm not going to make any predictions of what's going to happen, except to say that these recommendations need to be implemented. Um, if you read the 109 pages of this report, it goes into detail of just the breakdowns in so many areas and, uh, and they're all good recommendations. Um, I would say though, uh, EDD is certainly not lacking for staff. In fact, what the report shows is that they have so many new staffers, they're unable to train them. And, and literally the number of new staffers is getting in the way uh so 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 that's something that uh that needs to be dealt with as well
1: let's bring heather on heather join us you're on the air good morning
6: hi thank you so much i'm calling to share a personal experience that i have with trying to get in touch with edd this year um so i was laid off back in early april of this year and i was employed as a part-time mental health consultant My nonprofit agency at the time laid off our entire team letting us know that it would be better for us to try and collect unemployment rather than staying employed and not having much work to do. So I've been trying to get in touch with the EDD since early April and I finally was able to get in touch two weeks ago by waiting on hold for five hours in one day. However, I wasn't given any help because the people that were answering the phone lines told me that they weren't the ones that could help me with my claim and that they kept trying to pass me on to specialists that would never answer the calls, telling me that I would get phone calls back, that they wouldn't, it would be calling from an unknown number, they wouldn't leave voicemails, and those calls never came. I send emails. It just feels like a helpless situation.
1: Heather, I'm so sorry for what you went through. And unfortunately, the story you tell is one that we have heard all too often. People finally getting through after hours and hours, if they get through at all, and then talking to someone who feels that they're not skilled enough to handle the call. In fact, Kathleen Pender, it's commonplace, isn't it?
3: Well, you have to understand EDT has two call centers. The one that is only open weekday mornings is the one where people can look into your claim and see what's going on. And actually, those people, the feedback I've gotten from readers is that when you get through on that line, if you get that one out of a 1,000 chance, I always call it hitting the jackpot, often those people can help you. The problem is all the new people are on what they call
1: You seem to have a problem with that connection to Kathleen Pender. Uh, We'll try to get reconnected to her. Can you hear me now? Now I can, yeah, yeah, Oh,
3: don't know what happened there. You got muted there Uh, for a second or two, yeah. Oh, what I said was that the second line that EDD has um, is staffed with all kind of the newbies, and those people can't really help. I think basically the main thing they can do is help you reset your password. So it depends on which phone – if you get through on that weekday morning – Phone line you can get help but there's not very many people on that line and a lot of the people who are the most um, experienced and can help folks have been been redirected to other tasks like training people so so the call center situation is a real mess
1: it is indeed and i want to get a caller on air who has something positive to say james go ahead you're on the air with us
7: uh hi yeah and, and this this is um uh, a point that ties into exactly what, um, the panelists just said. I, I, I had an open claim, um, that had, I, I had, I had, um, started early in the process. I had very accidentally let it lapse and then I needed to restart my claim, um, which I tried to do online literally for, um, for months, um, emails to the EDD never were returned. um, and uh, all of uh, it was it was very clear that the system wasn't working correctly. But <clears throat> when I did finally get someone on the phone, which did take a bit of effort, I mean, I, I, I just have to say, you know, and I know that there's lots and lots of people that are frustrated. and I was incredibly frustrated myself. But the person that helped me was the most helpful customer service agent I may have ever had for anything. They were able to solve my problem on the phone in real time and made weeks and weeks and weeks of benefits that had been gummed up in the system available to me right away so i would i would tell people that are struggling uh to get through just try and keep try try keep trying and you just might um get somebody on that can not just help you but really 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 help you um in a significant way.
1: Oh James appreciate uh your chiming in here and uh, glad that you got through and we uh, were able to do something uh positive uh, there are those stories as well. Let me uh Actually, go to George Warner again, staff attorney at Legal Aid at work. Uh, George, I know you've been working with a lot of gig economy people who are out of work who are trying to get unemployment. Any special wisdom or advice you can shed to them?
2: Yeah. So, um, I, I, my recommendation to people is to actually do as much as you can by paper mail right now with the EDD, um, because you're you're going to usually get a faster response than trying to. Um, Reach the phone lines. I and I will just briefly add that it's, I, I do think a lot of the individual workers at EDD are excellent. And but the problem is, you if you can't reach them, then you can't. Then they're not going to be helpful to you. And obviously, there's the, the issue here is not bad apples in the EDD, but a structural problem with how we administer services to people who pay for pay into the system to get insurance. Um, but for gig economy workers, um, yeah, there's a big issue where people who have been misclassified as independent contractors aren't able to access the benefits that they're entitled to. And my, my, my rec, there's, there's um, detailed, detailed instructions on our website, but the, the key is to, if you think you are misclassified or you're unsure of whether or not you should have been classified as an employee instead of an independent contractor, you can request a wage audit with the EDD by send, sending a letter um, with the record of your, um, the record of your, your er- earnings history from the, your gig employer um, to the EDD, and they will, they will, uh, the EDD will assess whether or not you should have been an employee under California law. George, and, we've only got uh, a few
1: minutes left here. I want you to give out your website. Yeah. Can you do that quickly?
2: Sorry, what? Your website. Yeah, it's, it's legalaidatwork.org, and then it's under the unemployment insurance page, and there's okay. instructions there.
1: And, and before we go to the break here, uh, Assembly Member Chu, let me go back to you. Sabrina tweets Yes, EDD is broken, but don't let legislators off the hook. They must raise the maximum unemployment payments now. And you say what to that, David Chu? Uh.
4: Completely, utterly agree. Um, I agree with the comment earlier that the current unemployment assistance is not enough to cover even basic rent in high cost areas like San Francisco and the Bay. The problem is we're not the federal government, we have to balance our budget every year, we can't print money and we just balanced a $54 billion budget deficit. So um, I would love to support getting more money. I think we have to have a conversation about new revenues and how to increase that. I think if there is a new uh, Biden-Harris administration, they will be supportive of more federal stimulus in this area that we would absolutely support getting out to folks. So uh, point well taken, you know, folks need more. People are really, really struggling.
1: And I should mention that we invited EDD. They did not respond by our showtime, but we're going to have to break away now let me thank kathleen pender business columnist for the san francisco chronicle thank you for joining us this segment kathleen good to have you with us you're welcome and thank you george warner who george warner is a staff attorney legal aid at work
2: yeah thank you for having me
1: and Assemblymember david chu good to have you aboard as well thank you for being with us thanks michael assembly member david chu represents the 17th assembly district which encompasses eastern san francisco when we come back we're going to talk to an artist philosopher and writer George McCalman. Stay tuned for that. It's up ahead. I'm Michael Krasny. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment.
4: Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.